0: The blessing of the Lord is just based on those who seek Him. Are you seeking Him? Well, then there's a blessing of the Lord upon your life. The more that you seek Him, the more that you diligently seek Him, the more the blessing of God becomes evident. deceiver to a seeker that's what i titled today's message from a deceiver to a seeker in reality we could all say that used to be me that was my description that used to be you because there was a day that you weren't walking as a seeker a seeker of god that is there was a day that you weren't walking pursuing the presence of god amen But see, the Lord says that he is looking for a generation who is ready to end the old ways. Say, I'm ready to end the old ways. I'm not walking in the old ways of rebellion, and I truly want to seek the Lord with all my heart. I truly want to seek the Lord with all my heart. Say it over yourselves. I truly want to seek the Lord with all my heart, everything within me, day and night, night and day, when it's easy and when it's not easy, right? Amen? A Jacob generation. A Jacob generation. That is what the Lord is looking for. A Jacob generation. How is anyone's heart going to change from the old to the new? But by seeking after him, by seeking after the Lord from a right motive, from a right heart's motive, a Jacob generation marks a people with a change of heart. Say, I've had a change of heart. Say it over yourselves. I know you have. I've had a change of heart. I'm marked out as a Jacob generation. See, Jacob was marked with a new beginning when God changed his name. God changed his name from Jacob to Israel. He was marked at that moment with a new beginning. But God has changed your name too. In Isaiah 62, it mentions the fact that God has already changed your name. Amen. We'll read that in a minute. But Jacob's name went from Jacob to Israel. And when Jacob sought after God in the time of need, there is a time of need. And we actually face it, to be honest with you, on a daily basis. The time of need. But Jacob not only sought after the Lord, but he prevailed in prayer. When he prevailed in prayer, the answer came. Say, when I prevail in prayer, the answer comes. Even if the answer looks like it's delayed in coming, the answer is coming. Say, the answer is coming. Because as I taught you last week, we are literally, we we are the tabernacles of the Lord, where the Lord dwells within us. He's dwelling on the inside of us. So in reality, as we seek God, we are allowing the God who's already in us, he's already in our heart, right? We're seeking to become who he says we already are, which is one. So here's what I mean by this. We're one with him scripturally. The Bible says we are one with Christ. But when you're not walking as one, you know what I mean by that? Where you feel, where there is fear tugging at your heart, where there is, um, you know, discouragement tugging, tugging at your heart, where, where there are things that are trying to rob you from walking as one. Because we're called to be as one. We're walking with one, with him as one. So therefore, when we walk with him as one, there's no separating. There is no segregating. We, we don't compartmentalize, well, this is me as a Christian and this is me in fear and worry. We're walking as one. Now, the choice is up to us. We have been given the choice, choose this day whom you will follow. Choose this day whom you're going to follow, right? As the choice has been given to us for what we speak, speak death, life or death, power of the tongue, the choice has also been given to us as to what we think and what we feel. Say the choice is mine, to walk one with the Lord. Because if the vessel, if God's spirit lives on the inside of us, and he does, that The tabernacle, we are now tabernacles before the Lord because of his presence on the inside of us. Yet this God that dwells on the inside of us wants us to seek him. And there are people that think God is trying to hide and they can't find the Lord because they think they can't hear from him. They don't know what he is doing. So they think, well, God is hiding. Let me tell you. So God may not, you may not be able to always hear what he is saying, but he is there with you. If you just look to the Lord, your redeemer draweth nigh. He is there. He is with you, right? So seeking his face is desiring a closer walk with him. See, the provision has already been established, and now for those that seek the Lord, they will will lack no good thing. The Bible says that for those who seek, those who diligently seek, when you diligently seek the Lord, the word says you're going to lack no good thing. How many of you, if you were to be, if I was to ask for a raising of hands, you don't have to raise your hand but I want you to just think about this for a moment. Is there anything in your life that would say, well, it's not exactly where it needs to be yet. So for those who diligently seek the Lord, the Bible says you're going to lack no good thing. No good thing. For those who diligently seek God, right? If there are areas in your life that you go, well, this is not I don't think would qualify as that good it's it's less than good it's less than perfect so therefore there's more seeking of the Lord that maybe all of us need to do is that true could we all seek the Lord a little bit more could we all press into his presence a little bit more could we all literally pray and read the Word of God just a little bit more yes amen making sure that we were all established and with the right mindset on this fact because when jacob sought after god in his time of need and he prevailed in prayer the answer came psalms 24 um, 5 and 6 it says this it says this this is a jacob generation of those who seek him what is a jacob generation Those that are going to seek him. This is a Jacob generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. Now, let's go up to verse 5. That was verse 6. We know that a Jacob generation is those that will seek the Lord. We know that the Lord wants us to seek him. We know that he wants us to be a Jacob generation, one that is seeking his face. But go up to verse 5. It says, he shall receive what? Blessing. Blessing. He shall receive blessing from the Lord. So, therefore... When you, just by a matter of reasoning, when you put those two scriptures together, it tells you right there that those who seek the Lord will. Expect a blessing that there is a blessing in store for those who seek the Lord, not those that already heard the answer and are walking in the fullness of the answer, but just the fact that you seek after Him, just for the fact that you're pressing into more of Him, just for the fact that you won't take no or what you think is a no for an answer, just for the fact that you won't let a circumstance direct your footsteps, just for the fact. The fact that you say, I know my God does not change. I know my God is faithful, full of faith. I know my God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So my faith is in the living word of God and not in a circumstance and not in my emotions. It's not in what I see, it's what I know. And I know that I'm one with Him. I know that as I seek Him, the blessing of God is mine. The word just said it. I just read it. Who says amen? Who's receiving this word? Do you see what the blessing of the Lord is just based on those who seek him? Are you seeking him? Well, then there's a blessing of the Lord upon your life. The more that you seek him, the more that you diligently seek him, the more the blessing of God becomes evident. Let's go back on with Jacob. The story that I was, I'm just recapping the story. Jacob was coming to settle in the promised land when he received news that his estranged brother, Esau, was coming to attack him with 400 men. There had been that division. Now, all of a sudden, he hears, Jacob hears that Esau, your brother, of whom you haven't spoken with, of whom you left on bad terms, uh, of whom it didn't land well at all, is coming back, by the way, and he's coming to attack you. And by the way, he has an army of 400 men. Wow. You know, you may not... You may go, well, that doesn't really apply to me. Really? Because sometimes those demons that have left you, those demons that you said, you're under my feet, devil. I've already been victorious, and I'm not going to tolerate you anymore. And you've gotten rid of them. You've trampled them. You've cut them out. You've cast them out. You've done everything you needed to do. And a little bit of time goes by, and you weren't looking in that direction. You weren't you weren't paying too much attention. And all of a sudden, they brought them and their 400 demons back. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you're like, what is happening? What is happening? What is happening is the devil's trying to knock back on your door. What is happening is he's trying to bring his 400 demonic spirits to come back and attack again. Don't you tell me that this doesn't fit your description and your life, because it does. See, sometimes people just think, oh, well, that's because they were in his two brothers. There was this division you know who sold their their birthright for a pot of stew who just was thinking you know for the here and now and wasn't thinking about the eternity no no no, no. bring in the the application which is a spiritual application which is true for all of us so we have to be alert but look at what look at what happened jacob prevailed all night in prayer and this was his new beginning this was his new beginning and at that moment, Church of God, the Lord changed His name. If you're wondering where the story is found, it's 32:22, and that's where you will see where Jacob wrestled with God. You'll see this story that I'm, I'm touching on here today. So it was a new beginning for him. Say so it was a new beginning, and it's a new beginning for me. It's a new beginning for you. At that moment, the Lord changed His name from Jacob, or heel catcher, or trickster. You've heard of all of them, right? To Israel, which is one who prevails with God. One who prevails. One that doesn't quit. One that says, Lord, until you bless me, I'm not going anywhere. Lord, until I know, until we walk with you, until I feel your presence, Moses, until you go with me. Lord, if you don't go with me, I cannot go. If your presence doesn't go, that means you're literally prevailing with the Lord. You're 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 speaking forth your faith of complete dependency upon the Lord. And he loves that. He loves to hear that. So he says this, Jesus, you know, to me, part of this is seeking the wisdom of God. I've got two scriptures that I'm gonna just speak. You guys can look them up. First Corinthians 1 24. First Corinthians 1 because see, Jacob sought after the Lord, and God changed his name, and God gave him wisdom as to how to act. When he changed his name, he changed his heart. He gave him wisdom how to act. Now, we know that, that Jesus is the power of God, and we see the power of God at work all the time. But did you know that Jesus is also the wisdom of God? And the wisdom of God leads you in right living. So that scripture, that Jesus is not only the power of God, but he's also the wisdom of God. And that scripture is in 1 Corinthians one twenty four. the wisdom of God. Jesus, say Jesus, is the wisdom of God. When I don't know what the wisdom of, for this situation is, I know that as I look to Jesus, who gives wisdom to all, as we ask, right? I know that as I look to his word, I know that I'm receiving the wisdom that I need, not just the power that I need. Amen? You're receiving the power, but you're also receiving the wisdom because it's all found in Jesus, which means it's found in the Word of God. It's not found in the world. The world will give you a faulty wisdom, which is not truly wisdom at all. But the world will give you its wisdom, which is sexual, which it's, it's sensual. The word says it's sensual, it's seductive, it's demonic, it's it's full of the worldly standards. In James, it talks about this in James chapter three, the earthly type of wisdom. But we seek wisdom that comes from above, which is pure. The wisdom of God is pure, and it comes from knowing Jesus. You need wisdom. You already have it you have it in christ jacob was pursuing the lord what was he doing he was pursuing god he was pursuing the peace he was pursuing the wisdom and god changed not only his name but god changed his heart he changed a different man he became a different man for seeking after the lord and psalm uh psalms 2 4 says when we search for him when we search for the lord when we search for the lord do it as a hidden treasure, as you would a hidden treasure. So when you're searching for wisdom, which is you're searching for Jesus, say, when I search for Jesus, I'm searching for wisdom, godly wisdom, godly wisdom. And he always is, he loves the word, I love that scripture that says, if any man lacks wisdom, that he is to ask the Lord, right, who gives wisdom to all, you know, without finding fault. In other words, God wants to give you his wisdom, but he wants you to ask. Well, if we're asking for godly wisdom, what about what about pressing in to seek him? Pressing in to walk with him more and more. Let me tell you, the world we live in, there's so many things that happened, even just this week, and it's been horrendous. I don't know about you, but my heart has been so broken from some of the things that I've heard this week with the killings and the shooting of children and grandmothers and like teachers and it's horrible it's horrible but it's demonic it is demonic you know the the more that the world just says no to god the more that there's rebellion against god the more you see this demonic diabolical abomination of wickedness that's just it just growing it's just increasing right i mean we are not going to fear you better not be one that fears because then you've fallen right into that trap oh no Oh, no, but you gotta know that when you wake up, you gotta tell right now the powers of hell. You gotta tell the principalities of hell that would wanna maneuver and change uh, the course of your day so that you can walk right in to the devil's plan. You gotta tell them, oh, no, you don't, devil, because God put me on this earth uh, at this time, at this place, and this season for a purpose. That purpose is divine. That purpose is so that I stand up and I decree the word of the Lord does not change. God is powerful, full of power, and and the power of God lives on the inside of me. As a matter of fact, his name is Jesus. He's the power of God. I just read it to you in First Corinthians. Jesus, the power of God. And the wisdom of God lives on the inside of me. I just read it to you. It's Jesus, the wisdom of God. Amen? And so Jacob, Jacob, knowing this, diff- this, this breach in the relationship with his brother for all these years, and, and, and now he sees, he hears he's coming, he seeks God. He does the right thing. There's a change of heart when you seek God at, the, at a critical circumstance. There's a change of heart when you seek God when you go, this isn't good. And it doesn't have to be the most critical of all circumstances, people of God. It should be every day. It should be constantly. It should be a hunger that just cries out of you. Lord, I seek you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Oh, Lord, I love you. When you're praying like that and you're singing like that, you're seeking God. You're pressing into the more of God. He's done something on the inside of you. He did something on the inside of Jacob. He changed his name, but he changed his heart. To seek the Lord means to crave. How many of you like get those cravings? How many of the women, women, when you were pregnant, remember the cravings? I mean, that was pretty crazy. I mean, that was pretty wild. We went from like, oh, I really love this to like, you become a maniac for that moment because if you don't get that one thing that it is that you want, like your husband's just going, okay, whatever, I don't care what time it I'll drive here and I'll find it, you know? You know, because all of a sudden you become this other person, like I just have to have that thing. You're like, oh my gosh. Okay, but there's a craving, right? But the kind of cra- do we crave Jesus like that? We need to crave him. We need to seek him. We want our hearts to crave after you as a pregnant woman would for her ice cream or her pickles or whatever it is that she wanted at that moment. Hallelujah. <laughs> the guys are laughing because those that are married know what I'm talking about. That's how the guys also can relate to this analogy. Praise the Lord. But so we want to seek the Lord means to crave. Now in Hebrew, it means to search out by any method. In other words, I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. I'm not going to stop. I don't care if they call me wild and crazy for Jesus. As a matter of fact, I feel like I passed the test if they did. So in Greek, it means to seek until you find you know the woman with the coin she sought until she found you know the woman that went up before the unjust judge she wouldn't quit she wouldn't quit would she she's like no 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 no. until I get the verdict that I know is supposed to be mine I can't quit I can't quit and the unmerciful judge is like my goodness are you ready I'm done you've tired me out give her what she wants I'm done with this Uh, thank God we don't have our judge is not quite like that our king is not quite like that thank God that he loves when we contend thank God that he loves when we seek after him he doesn't say You've got me so tired here. Just take what you want and get out of here. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's the unrighteous judge. But our judge is the righteous judge. And he loves when he comes and we seek after him. And he says, I'm so glad that you are now hungering and thirsting after me like you do life. Literally the air that you breathe. Literally the air that you breathe. Literally the bread that you eat. Literally the water that you drink. Like you can't live without water, but we can't live without the water of life. We can't live without the bread that I said I love so much, but we can't live without the bread of life. We can't, we can't. You dry up, you you become like. What do you become like? You, you become like those that call themselves a Christian but really are not. Lukewarm, lukewarm, you know. And God says you're gonna spew. He's gonna spew them out of the mouth out of his mouth. That's not the kind of Christian that seeks after God. Matthew 6, says, Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Say, so I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God. All of these things will be added unto me. Because, See, yeah. God is not hiding, but He does want to be found. He's not like literally trying to hide to the place where you can't find Him, but He, he wants to be found. When we seek the Lord, we will find Him when we seek Him with everything within us. So, in Deuteronomy 4:29, it says this. From where, it says, from there you will seek the Lord your God and you will find him if, if you seek him with all of your heart, Amen. with all of your soul. When you are in distress and all of these things come upon you in the latter days, when you turn to the Lord your God and you obey his voice. Say, I'm going to obey his voice every day. I choose to obey his voice on a daily basis. Amen. It says in verse 33, for ask, well, let me, I I missed 31. For the Lord your God is a merciful God, and he will not forsake you, nor, he says, destroy you, nor forget the covenant of your fathers, which he swore to them. Uh, Jump down to verse 33. Did any people ever hear the voice of God speaking out of the midst of fire as you have heard and lived? Or did God ever try to go and take for himself a nation from the midst of another nation by trials and signs and wonders, by war, by the mighty hand, by an outstretched arm? These are all all words that describe our God. A mighty outstretched arm. Great terrors according to the Lord your God and what he did before you in Egypt before your very eyes. He did this for us too. This is not just an Old Testament story. To you, it was sworn that you might know but the Lord Himself is God, and there is no other besides Him. Out of heaven he lets you hear His voice. He's still letting you hear His voice, even out of the heavens. And He instructs us, and the word of the Lord says, When we seek Him with everything within us, did you did you hear that? When you seek the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, when you seek the Lord with everything within you, God promises to reveal Himself to you. God promises the blessing of that is of God to be upon your life. This is the blessing of God, and it is true in every area, not just physically, but your finances are included. Your relationships, your mind, your ministry, everything, it is all included. The one most important thing that every single person, I, I, I hope and pray, this is your most important thing when we talk about the blessing of God, and that is your perfect peace that he gives in relationship with him. So in other words, it's not wrong for you to seek after God for the things that he wants to give you. Because we already know that God is a blesser and he wants to bless his children. We already know that. It's not wrong for you to pursue the things of the Lord and, and, and ask, you know, ask, seek, and knock. The door will be opened, right? Matthew 7. It's not wrong for you to pursue and ask him for things that's good because he is a blesser and those parents that are in the room understands fully how you're pleased when your son or your daughter come in the right motive and the right heart and ask you for things right and how much better of a father is is the heavenly father than any of us here on earth right it's not wrong to seek god for the hand of god for the blessing of god but do you do that in conjunction with seeking who he is is, just him, just his presence, just knowing that if I have Jesus, and I do, I am good, I am settled, I am satisfied, I am filled, I'm at peace. We're at peace when we have him. In other words, when we walk rightly with him. Now, there are people that will claim to have Jesus. They'll claim to walk with him. They'll claim to be a Christian. They'll claim to believe in the word of the Lord and even speak the word of God. There are people that will quote scripture to you, but they are not in relationship with the Lord. The Lord drew my eye to an older teaching, and I saw a comment that this individual put on there and in that teaching I was talking about you know transgender LGBTQ and how that is not of God you know I was speaking about that okay so I see this comment it's about a paragraph long this person was quoting scripture too and he says that God is for transgender he says he is he says that he created them and they went to the point to say eunuchs that scripture that it talks about in Romans eunuchs he says eunuchs are are actually just transgenders that God created yeah, and I'm like, uh, no, actually, hmm, we won't get into the specifics, but I think we all know what a eunuch is, and that's not it. And, and he went into a lot of, uh, this person went into a lot of uh, scripture, gave scripture, and actually said that because I'm preaching against uh, transgender that I'm going to hell, that I'm deceived. I mean, he, there was all kinds of, you know, wonderful, colorful statements using scripture, right? And so and I'm thinking to myself, now it's obvious, we know this, but you know who doesn't know this? Not everybody. So, some of the youth, some of those that are being, some of our kids that are being raised up that are hearing our voice, right? They've heard the voice of the Lord spoken through us, but then they're hearing the culture with all the mixture and they're going, well, I don't know, I don't know. My friends and I like and they're nice and then they're getting pulled in the wrong direction. And so, we need to speak and say, oh no, that was a complete perversion of scripture. It was a complete twisting of truth. Well, that's the only way that they're going to be able to get to some of these Christians that know the word of God, but not fully. They know the word, but they're not fully in. In other words, you just blow the wrong direction and they're, they're out. Like they're not stable. They're, their house is not built on the rock. Jesus is the rock on the solid ground, which is the word of God. We all must be seeking after him in the wisdom that comes from the word of truth to seek after as a hidden treasure. So every time that you come to a service like this and you get filled with the Holy Ghost, the power of God, and you hear the word of the Lord and you're, and you're growing, you're adding to your learning, God is also sharpening your sword. And we need a sharpened sword to go out there and to do the will of God. We need the sword to be sharp but the sword is the word of the lord that is your sword say the sword is the word and i'm not going to be afraid to use the word and defeat and destroy the enemy's assignments i never signed up for a popularity contest and i don't think you did either we signed up to be one that's pleasing unto God we signed up to be one that's honoring unto God we signed up to say Lord forgive me of my sin Lord God if it wasn't because of your sacrifice your perfect sacrifice where would I be right We know that hell was not created for people, but it was created for the demons. And we know that some people do choose to go there, though God doesn't send them there. They choose themselves when they don't choose Christ. By not choosing Christ, they choose hell. if some people don't preach this, then they are allowing the culture to taint their views. Because the Bible, we already said it. Jesus is the same Yesterday, today, and forever. His word does not change. Amen. What is he asking us to do today? Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and you will find him when you search for him with all of your heart. Seek the Lord and you will find him when you search for him with all of your yeah, heart. Hebrews 11, five and six. By faith, Enoch was taken so that he did not see death and he was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And I don't know about you, I was saying this before, the most important thing in my mind is that I please God. The most important thing in my life is when I look at the Lord, I want to know that I pleased him. Yes, that I fulfilled the calling. Yes, that i all these things. But I want to know, Lord, that I please you. You know, some, that without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him.